Good morning, good morning, Automator Series. Today I'm with Solan and she's calling with me all the way from Australia. So firstly, thanks so much for taking the time today. Uh, thank you for having me. I enjoy uh, being having to have conversations, particularly with everything that's happening around the world. So it's great to connect on a bigger scale and especially to the bigger picture out, outside, outside of Australia and New South Wales. Yeah, and we were we were obviously chatting just a little bit before as well. And you've been on some pretty cool adventures, even just from the little tidbits you gave me so far. So for those people who don't know you and don't know your awesome stories yet, I'm just going to pass it over to you just to say hi to everyone. And then also give her just a couple of minute introduction to yourself and what you're doing and your, your passions and your focus. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Solan and... I started doing, I guess I've always, I was a community worker uh, previously. I married early, so I'd always helped people. Uh, my family were migrants in Australia, or my father was, and so my grandparents were. So I guess we always were surrounded by multiculturalism and its equities or lack of equities um, with Australian policies and things. So I guess my work drove me to be a community worker. So I'm very much for uh, social justice and, and human rights. And, you know, the people have access to information. So because I was a community worker, it just led me on to counselling, coaching, uh, that kind of thing. And so when I sort of semi-retired, I decided to do more coaching, which I love. I think it's much more empowering. It's not that I'm against counselling. It's just that I think counselling can go around in, around in circles sometimes when I think coaching can, can take you to a place where you really want to be. And so that's really what I've, my big passion is to get people to, uh, to be where they want to be, mainly because of my identity was a big uh, crisis for me and I had to learn and recreate myself as well. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's you, right. <laughs> no, that's perfect. You, you mentioned the interesting thing there. You said um, for you, uh, coaching resonated more than uh, counseling. Could you kind of uh, explain a bit more that the way how you kind of see them as different? It sounds like you see counseling as kind of going in circles a little bit. Yeah, I guess because um, myself, I probably, I enjoy counseling and I think there's this place for counseling. And mm. I think there's a level where you get with counseling where you think, well, I've told this story enough many times, I've gone over it. What do I really need to do to, to push myself more forward? Um, and I've had to do that with myself. Most of my coaching and my experience is based on my own uh, experiences and the mm. changes and resilience I've had to develop myself. So that is really what I want to share. It's not like you can put a, a, an old head on young shoulders, so to speak. But at the same time, I think it helps if you have someone to hold your hand and someone who understands more than anything and who gives you acknowledgement that what you really think and feel is real. And, and, and someone who's been through us, essentially, the whole standing on the, the shoulders of the people before us, learning from their lessons to yeah. kind of, to like, essentially shortcut us or like jump, jumpstart us. So we don't have to go through the same learnings. Exactly. And I'm really into knowing what kind of skills. I mean, I've, I'm still, I just turned 70 uh, in, in April and I think I've just learned about in the last five years, really some skills that I never even knew that I had. And mm. so it, it's, I think it's great if people, the earlier you start, the better, because 
things about really practicing and polishing yourself. My motto is to polish inside so that you shine on the outside. So polish those gems, but you have to know what those gems are. Mm, like knowing what the, the important foundations are to get right, to kind of get yourself on that, that correct path. Yeah, it's kind of, we, we, we take on a lot of rubbish, you know, you know, I can say for myself, like, you worry too much about what other people think, you, you're constantly nervous, you're what, so many stresses and anxieties that you just don't even get to focus on what really matters. You get you get caught up with this sort of mindset that uh, everyone's out to get you. <laughs> Maybe the truth you know, in some ways in some sort of thing in points, but at the same time, you'll have to learn to sort of really focus on what you really want if you know what you want. So that's where I probably would start. Yeah, yeah knowing what you want, that's been a, <laughs> a big thing and a, quite a few conversations with me and my friends in regards to myself of like, I don't really know quite yet what I'm, I'm working towards sometimes. And you kind of always rethinking that just to, to add a bit more context. So um, yeah. people watching can like know exactly kind of what we're talking about uh, in regards to your coaching, like who are you working with and kind of what's your actual focus? Like kind of, if you had to put like a, a label on it or a title of some sort. Yeah. I call myself an integrative life coach, which is really quite a mouthful, but it's, it's just like a holistic, it takes mind, body, spirit. Mm. Uh, it, it encompasses those, those points rather than just solving the problem. It looks at a total, uh, has a total focus about your whole self and how we deal with it and how you emotionally and what affects it has on your body and um, how you manage those those emotions that come through with you and because we, we're so unaware we have and so I have five steps that I usually encourage people to do which is one is, is self-awareness is one of the first ones because mm -hmm. we can't change anything until we know what we really want to change and and what we're doing because we're so unaware at the same mm. time yeah so the next one is mindfulness you know becoming more uh, it got, learning how to go into yourself and become more connected to your soul and connected to you so that you, the voice, the, the inner critic voice makes more sense to you rather than putting you down, learning to, to grow and understand it better. And then the third one is what we just said was the purpose, just finding your purpose. Because when you're in your mindfulness, you do connect so much more, you have more uh, opportunities, but also the self-awareness helps you to have a more clearer and clarity about purpose and in connections with others. And the last one, which is always so hard, is the self-care. It's mm. very hard sometimes for people to take care of themselves through that process. Mm. So if we had to work backwards, we got we got self-care, connection, self yeah. yep. mind, mindfulness, yeah. purpose, and self-awareness. Was that the five? Yeah. Yeah. I call them five pillars of resilience. Mm. I love it. I mean, I feel like there must be a story behind each one essentially of why that became one of your five pillars. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let's, let's get into it. it. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, it is more about, you know, being self-aware so that, and I did learn all of that. I started to have to be more conscious myself. And that's why, you know, my business is called Authentic Conscious Living, because mm. I had to become more conscious about what I was doing and what I was believing and what my values were and 
why did I do that? And why did I make that choice? Um, but not being too hard on yourself at the same time and, and realizing that they, they mattered. And, and, and so I had to learn then to, to how do I quieten my mind? It's like a monk, the wild monkey inside you, you know, you have to mm. be, become more mindful of, of having that time to yourself where you don't mind being alone and learning to be alone is, is um, and it's not really being alone. It's, it's, I, I find that time mindfulness is really precious now. I value that, having that time because we lead busy lives. We're starting to have to slow down, but people are very nervous in, in quietness and silence and learning how to be in silence. And mm. so the purpose then comes up, then well, what, what's it all about? And, and we're really questioning that at the moment. I'm sure many people out there would be saying, well, what's this all about? And you wake up and you think, what can I do to make my life much that much better? And how can I be better for other people and so but we all matter and we all in, it's that interconnection with each other as well and I guess mm. my work is very much that we are whole we are interconnected and that how everyone is and how the earth and connecting to nature is really important as well yeah I mean I think that almost kind of alludes to the whole like the whole midlife crisis type thing because like that's what people conventionally used to have happen was they would work in a job for 20 30 years they kind of reach their 40s 50s and they're like and then for some reason they they suddenly have some time and they just sit and think of like what do i actually want to do or like do i enjoy what i'm doing and they've never actually sat in that silence and thought before and then it freaks them out but yeah, yeah, it's it's it is kind of scary actually when you do just sit and you think and you have time. You're like, well, what, oh, do very I, what, what do I want to do? Like, am I happy doing what I'm doing right now? Like, what is all of this type of thing? I know it freaked me out yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I constantly, and I think that's healthy really to ask yourself that. I think that the more scary thing is, in a way, is to become more complacent mm. about life um, uh, because I think when you become complacent, you also forget to enjoy the moment yeah you think you know you're living in this holistic what you think is your holistic i've got a, a successful job I've, I've got a family i've got the house and the car and now what you know and so you're looking you're looking for something that's giving you more substantial reasons why we are breathing and why we have a life and um, until you get to that point just to have to stop for a few minutes but you know that it, it all takes slow steps it's not like and sometimes there are times where I just think we just have to be. And, you know, being is really hard because mm. we're being taught to keep our minds busy. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. But lately I've, I've really realized, particularly because we are having few lockdowns, is, is just to do whatever comes to your intuitive mind and mm. do whatever you feel like doing because you enjoy doing that, whatever it is much more than you would. You can even cook more in a more relaxing way because you're not in a hurry to go anywhere. You know, you just cook because then you start to enjoy the cooking. You will start to enjoy uh, sitting or you enjoy walking in the park or you start seeing things that you never saw before because you're always rushing around. And so mm. this is an opportunity, um, I think, to just to take stock really about where we are sitting and where we want to be. Yeah, I mean, for you, did things kind of, uh, did kind of any big 
gear changes or shifts happen when everything kind of started to lock down and change again? Did you kind of change focus at all or did you kind of just keep on? Yeah, I think the more conscious of the more conscious you are of what you're doing, the more um, the flow seems to be better, much better. And also, I, I have to share this because I just find that when you're in the flow and you're in alignment, mm. um, and you know that's not that's probably a word for a general everyday person alignment. What is that? You know, yeah. um, it's something like chiropractor does to put you, you know, back in or whatever. But then it's still alternative. So, you know, just being focused on the fact that you want to, you have an intention to have the best life that you want to have. Mm. Things seem to come, but we can't, it's very difficult for us to have that intention because we are so uh, drawn and we have these other little shiny things that look brighter and better. And, but it's not never, never really focused on our true authentic self. Mm. because we have so many factors you know like family said we shouldn't do this the media says do that we have a lot of conflict and things so it's very very hard to get to your own mindset about what you really want and what you really think and believe yeah so sometimes going back to your own values is is a valuable uh, source sorry that's my dog barking that's okay yeah i mean you mentioned going back to your own values it's like I know for me, when I kind of sat and kind of sat in that silence and started to think, what do I want? What are my goals? It's like, I almost didn't even know what my values were until I sat and started thinking about it. And then it's kind of like, what do I want? Like, what type of person do I want to be? What type of person do I want to be with? Like all of that stuff, I, I didn't know. Like I had never sat and just thought about it. Yeah, I think writing has been helpful for me as well because I, I do a bit of creative writing. Again, I, I failed school badly. I, I just got to school enough to do my school certificate. I'm a late bloomer in everything. Yeah. I'm always backwards in everything I do as well. Um, I'm a very practical person, so I usually do more experience things and then think, oh, I better go and get a certificate or, you know. <laughs> Uh, it's just uh, I, I'm just no, I'm backwards in some way, so late bloomer, whatever you want to name it. But then I think it doesn't have to have a name. It's just me, so I, I can own that now, quite quite okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I just because I didn't finish school, I didn't ever think I could write, or I was never felt like I was a very academic or a person that could do things like that. I started writing though. And it did really bring out my values and beliefs of my family, what they always have taught us that's important, um, you know, to help others, to be considerate of others. And they are very simple things that uh, that live with you, but you, because they become every day, you don't realise how important they are to you. So, Are there a couple yeah. of things you, like I'm not sure if you write every day or kind of once a week, but are there certain things you you think about every time you sit down like like i know for me gratitude journey obviously it's what did yeah. i what am i grateful for what did i do good what could i be improved on things like that do you have certain yeah. topics yeah i get what you're asking it's um uh, i my i come from my mum came from a big family and so she always worked and so my uncles and my one auntie were very good at, at guiding us in some ways but mm -hmm. we only saw them on weekends and so um, because we didn't have that much money too. But one thing we did, I, I know now that I've learned that they always taught us to try to be kind to other people 
to help other people, they were really important for us and connections. We're, we're all a very connective family in that sense, like talking to people, making friends, outside friends and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, connections is very important. And, and you learn a lot from other people. Um, but so my values are very much about being considerate, be um, uh, care for others. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that's why I've always gone into helping and, and sharing. I think sharing is huge. Mm. Um, and it's something I, I've always done is, I, and looking at the bigger picture as well as being, uh, it's, it's important to, to look inside yourself, but the bigger picture really is how do you do and integrate yourself into the wider world? How do mm. we help? others and that's that when you have that intention that that will happen the synchronicity in the alignment that I talked about seems to be seems to always happen the synchronicity of just being who you and what you believe as hard as it is to get to that spot but mm. once you're there it seems to everything seems to flow better it's like a flow it's, it's because also because I do Qigong as well, in the energy, it tends to all fall into place that if you start unblocking things in your body and you tap them or, you know, you're aware of there's a bit of pain there. So, you know, you, mm. you wipe it. It's just that energy shifts that have to constantly be happening rather than to sit and, and get into a mode and a mindset where you complain or you're procrastinating, you know, you really do need to keep a flow, small, but at least try to keep the flow going. I think that matters to me a lot, mm. is always taking action no matter what. Yeah, and you also mentioned like, get into that place of knowing your values is hard. I mean, it really is, because you have to yeah, sit and kind of dig and think and write. But once you get there, it's like you kind of have that alignment. Like you said, you know why you're doing certain actions, you know why you're doing what you're doing. and. I know, yeah. yeah, it's it's also in regards to like even business marketing, people always say it's like if you know what you're, what the end result you're focusing on or like you know what people's pains are or whatever, everything you're writing is targeted towards that so it comes more easily. Same sounds like with this is if you know what your values and what you want is, you can much better know how every action you're doing aligns to that. Yes, yes, yes. And you want to get it to so it's just flowing that you don't even have to think about it. Mm. Because there are lots of things that we do um, unconsciously as well. You know, we, we breathe unconsciously, but we don't know whether we're breathing fast or slow. And that's just <laughs> such a simple thing, you know what I mean? No, no, that, everyone's, just, now everyone's going to be paying attention to their breath mid-conversation. Mid <laughs> yeah, you, you think, oh, am I breathing? Oh, my God, you know, I've actually held my breath for too long, you know. Yeah. it's that constant like it's a natural thing yet at the same time we're not aware whether it's fast or slow or whether you know how rapid it is or how slow it is so just that little consciousness and mindfulness helps helps us to keep keep us into our positions you know yeah i, I don't think it i think it's it can be challenging but it's only our mindset that makes the difference of how we see things and having the positive outcome that I've always had this attitude that no matter what happens is always for a reason. 
even for that moment, um, you know, you think, oh my God, why has that happened? Um, but I've had enough experience now to say, I think in relationships more, uh, they would be tormentors, but mentors at the same time. Yeah. You know, you learn, you learn from uh, your mistakes, which, you know, I'm not into mistakes as much as I just think they're learning experiences is that's okay. You know, mm. and once you once you accept another word, a big word for me is acceptance as well. Because if we can't accept it, it's like a block. Yeah. If we start just accepting the divorce was a huge thing for me to accept that because uh, my husband left me it was I had to accept it had happened. Yeah. And once I could accept it, that opened up the flood doors. I needed to just keep the flow going that and accept it, accept it. Yeah. yeah. It's like you can either accept it or not accept it, but no matter what, it still happened. So you can either accept it and at least try to take something away from it. Yeah. I think that people are more frightened of flow, yet at the same time, resistance and flow, the resistance is harder. Mm. When you think about it, you know, like if you think about holding on to something and being allowed to just let it go, it definitely feels better when you're flowing. But we mm. have this sort of more action of holding on, not letting go, um, sitting on things because we're fear of, you know. So all those things come up and stop that flow. So just being able to allow little trickles come through, at least eventually they will come into a bigger flow. And doing things that we like, we become passionate about doing things and going into that flow. So yeah, being in the flow is, is valuable to learn, even if it's five minutes a day, two minutes a day mm. until you start to develop. You know, for me, I've found that really helpful. Yeah, I mean, what times do you think exist that we sometimes need to do things we that don't flow but we know are are good for us like if they're not habits just at, like journaling or yeah. writing like maybe it's hard for people at the start yeah like how do you know when to how do you know when to push through versus it's just not right for you yeah yeah uh well even if you do go go through there's a lesson to be learned there as yeah. well you know like you, you think gosh, I made that choice, doesn't seem right. But hey, I'm here now, I might as well just keep walking and see what, the, I, I guess it's always having that intention and knowing that everything is for a reason. And so because I have that, I think I can't see it now because you can't see around the corner sometimes. Yeah. You can only see what's in front of you, you know, so you don't know what use it might be for, for for that learning experience, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, I'm a great lifetime learner, so I love, I guess I'm enjoying learning more than anything now because I can really see that it's that it's been useful for me <laughs> to just to be awake, to be awake rather than asleep, to not to resist and to flow. Yeah. Uh, it's all that sort of looking, looking at how I was doing things. And, uh, and I like what you said about habits because they are just habits sometimes, you know. Mm. And, and what and, all of those lifelong learnings, those are what kind of led to you feeling the five pillars being self-awareness, connection, um, connection, no, connection, um, oh, well, yeah. mindfulness, over three, four, okay. What, what was the other two? 
going well. You're going well. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, yeah. Self-awareness, mindfulness, purpose, connections, and self-care. Purpose and self-care. That was a big one. I mean, because you mentioned doing, was it uh, Quijon? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, it's similar to Tai Chi. Oh, I was thinking of Tai Chi, actually. So for what kind of other um, spiritual, holistic kind of practices are you quite a big fan of that you introduce into some of your work? Yeah. What, I, what I've really got a lot of benefits out of is uh, my authentic Indian head massage mm. uh, because it works on the chakras. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it uses the, the chakras around just your, your crown, you know, around your ears, your neck, your, your scalp. And, and so with that, when I've, had, when I've done Indian head massages for people, they've just gone to other places that they say no, nothing has ever taken them there before. Yeah. So it's a space, it gives that person a space. And usually it's about a 60 minute, uh, you know, 45 minute, and we have 15 minutes to just debrief. But people just go somewhere else. But it's also opened up an intuition side of myself because for some reason it connects me to my universe. And I can often say to the person, does a tall man mean anything to you? Because you sort of come in as I'm massaging you. Mm. And quite often, you know, there's some truth in, in that story that I can relay back. I may or may not be, but I always mention it if something does come in. Yeah. I mean, in, in regards to the Indian head massage, <clears throat> do, you, do you think that falls into your self-care pillar a little bit? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because I definitely don't think many people have like sat and just kind of had someone kind of, I don't want to say appreciating them, but kind of, what's the word, nurturing them. Like a lot, a lot of people, I know for me, I was quite adverse to just like taking myself for regular massages even, or like pampering myself. So it's, yeah. it sounds like yeah. also for many people that could be a first experience. Yeah, definitely. I think because also it connects to your heart because quite often, you know, before we sort of start or I might guide them a little bit, but I really stay fairly silent through it because I want them to go into their space, into their Mm. inner self. And so it's good not to say too much, but at the same time, it is their heart connection, you know, to the head and the heart connecting. Because sometimes the head dominates the heart, as you know, it's mm. it's more that way. Um, if we did more things heartfelt, I'm sure we'd be a happier world in that sense, you know. But we tend to go head first, um, and it's natural because we we've been taught to do that. Yeah. And when I say natural, it's like you know what is natural and what is human nature. That sometimes human nature is is a habit that we've learned, or is it really human nature to be kind to each other and to be considerate of others and to be integrating with nature. Oof, yeah, no, that's, yeah, and then you see still so many, um, like, tribes and other communities just happily living and doing their thing, and you makes us think, like, why are we, like, going to offices and having jobs and all this craziness? Yeah, I guess it's always about balance as well. I mean, everything can be done to extreme, you know. You know, yeah. you can even, sometimes I think, oh, my gosh, I might, I I do meditation at least at least half an hour a day, if not more, usually mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Uh, and I think if I don't do it, it's like something missing. But then I love it in there. 
I get so carried away in there sometimes in my own that I think that is that healthy to do that as well, you know, to do it too much, but to keep a balance of how you integrate yourself with life yeah. as it is and the, and the reality of the outside world and the, your own reality as well. That's a lot yeah. of, that's a long meditation session. Like yeah, I, hear about, I hear about people doing obviously Vipassana, things like that. But even for me, just 10 minutes a day, it's sometimes uh, I got to kind of sit and be like, okay, we got to do this. Like it doesn't yeah. always come easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it is a habit, like, because the more you do it, it's like you miss doing it, you know. It's like if you haven't brushed your teeth, you sort of think, oh, the teeth don't feel right, you know. Like it's just yeah. there's something that doesn't feel right, that you're feeling not your natural self, really. Yeah. Because giving ourselves that space is so important for living. It is part of our balance. Yeah. We can't live in this wild world where we're just constantly busy, busy, busy. Um, and to be success, I guess that's always been a big thing of education, you know, what is the measurement of success? Um, and it, it, I guess it's a word that I, I probably grew up with that I never felt like I was successful or I could do anything very well. And then I had sort of racism that was behind me as well at school. I never felt comfortable not yeah. having a sense of belonging. And so I think people need to feel that is, a, that is a natural source of human beings needing a sense of belonging mm. and needing to be nurtured, as you say. And yeah, lots of people say, because even with the Indian head massage, I do do a, a face massage as mm. well. And with the face massage, people say that is the closest thing from a mother's touch. Mm. Yeah, it's very, so you, very vulnerable almost. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's only from the sharing of my clients that have told me, you know, because people have gone to different places, how effective that is just doing a, uh, a hands on, even though I feel my energy comes up, my hands can get very hot very quickly, mm. but I don't feel necessarily heat, but lots of people can feel heat as well. And yeah. I think that, as we said before, I think it was a gift once because I was doing um, a little massage on my my uh, Zulu friend, and he he just almost collapsed, almost like so relaxed. And I went, "Oh, what happened then?" You know, and he said, "Oh my God, the energy from your hands." And it was from that time. And I thought, "Oh, then I have to go and get a I could do it, but I had, didn't have a certificate or something to say <laughs> that I could do this energy work. Yeah. Education tells you you must must have a certificate. Well, you know, really, I don't think. I think we really intuitively need to follow what our gifts are and not to be too caught up about paperwork and, and, and that because it, the bottom line, and it all comes down to just being kind to each other and being considerate to each other and how we can help each other mm. and how we can integrate with nature again. Yeah, how can absolutely. we get to that spot again where we are enjoying the moments and our planet needs to be saved at the moment. Yeah, I know things are very, I think we've definitely been mistreating nature and the things around us for, for a long, long time, unfortunately. Yes, well, for the measurement of success and looking good, feeling good, but it's a, it's a short-lived feeling good. Yeah. So how long ago would you say, I mean, what was that moment that kind of kick-started this self-discovery uh, journey? Because you mentioned back at school, um, having experienced some racism and not necessarily feeling like you're a part of things. 
I mean, yeah. when did that kind of self-discovery journey start almost? Like, was there a moment? Well, I decided I would study, uh, after when I was doing community work, I'd always done counseling or, you know, talking to people, helping people. So I decided to go and get a, a certificate or a diploma in holistic counseling. Mm. So I enrolled in the course and the guy who wrote the course, the he was a psychologist, he wrote the course for coaching, uh, um, for coaching, coaching, counseling and shamanic healing. Yeah. And I had been involved with the holistic counseling, but the first subject everyone had to do. So in my first session uh, in my holistic counseling, we had a meditation and I just went, I went somewhere else and uh, I had a very uh, past life experience. I saw Native American Indians around the room mm. and my lecturer said, uh, you need to uh, enroll in shamanic healing. And so <laughs> that was my turning point. Uh, and I didn't really still know what happened, but for 18 months, I did that course every weekend. I must have cried. It was like an onion being just peeling mm. the onion off the skin off cried went to many places learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about what i was holding on to what i no longer needed i uh, you know what was my limiting beliefs but just really going to the core of myself mm. so that was a big turning point so all the energy work and all that came after that yeah it's it's really it's really sometimes not weird but it's like pretty crazy to think how just like those simple decisions like let me go try out this course like it just sends you on a completely okay. different life journey yeah. you're like wow this is potentially what yeah. i was missing all along yes exactly exactly yeah, yeah. because I, I must admit i thought i saw the course on the curriculum i thought it was like a bit of a mickey mouse course you know yeah, yeah. What, what do you do with humanity healing what would you do you know yeah. counseling that are much more understandable from the whole community that counseling is fine, you know, yeah. shamanic healing. Whoa, that's a bit woo woo, you know, so who was mm. going to, who's going to have shamanic healing anyway? I mean, even now it's still a very, you know, you're still limited who you can talk to about shamanic healing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, and when you find those community of people that you can share it with, it's like, oh, I found my people type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to talk to like-minded people. And they, they turn up like synchronicity. You could be having a cup of coffee at a coffee shop and you'd have a conversation with someone. Some, sometimes things just happen. Things yeah, just happen. absolutely. One I, love, I, I just absolutely love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely keep asking you about all these different journeys and experiences for ages. But one thing I'd love yeah. to, to wrap up on is just kind yeah, of sure. give us those uh, five pillars again of what you what you think are really key and then we can wrap up from there. Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity because it's been really great talking to you. It's nice to talk to people who understand and um, feel about what it is to be really spiritual and have that mindset and be aware of, of just what's around you. Um, so the that. first one is is um, self-awareness and for self-awareness it's really helpful because it gets you to, to understand how you do things no judgment just how do you do things what do you do mm. and so once you're aware of that then you can look at well that really doesn't that's limiting when I do that now it doesn't it might help one stage but I need to change mm. so once you become aware of that so mindfulness just gives you that time where you can have 
um, some time to yourself inward and, uh, and, and see what is in there and listen carefully to what your voice is saying to you rather than us ignoring it when we're, we're surrounded by busy noises. Mm. And the purpose is what's your intention? We don't need to know how we would need to get there. We just need to know what our purpose is. What is it that we really want to do and what comes from our heart and what we believe is important for mm. you and for you to share with the world. Because no matter what it is, everything, everyone has a unique gift to share. We just need to tap into that. It's not mm. competitive because everyone has their own gift. And then connections, because when we have connections, that integrates us into community. It teaches us lessons. It helps us have relationships with yourself and with others. And with self-care, well, sometimes we can be imbalanced by giving too much to others. And so mm. with self-care, we need to look after ourselves and to make sure that we're, we're, we're also in good condition and good, good space so that we can help others and we can integrate with others. Until we feel that, then it's very, very difficult because we have too much garbage and baggage around us that doesn't, it's not clear. Mm, absolutely. So does that make sense, Gavin? Yes, uh -huh. I, I thought it was really definitely important for us to summarize those five at the end because it came up a few times and obviously those have come from what I understood of all your experiences, all your journey, all your learning. So I really wanted to nail those at the end. So for, yeah. for people who wanted to connect with you and hear more about your stories or work with you and reach out to you, what's the best way for people to do that? Um. Uh, you can actually put the link on. I'll send it to you. I forgot to do that. Actually, sorry. Uh, it's it's www.authenticconsciousliving.com, uh, mm -hmm. but also I'm on Facebook too. Solan Authentic Conscious Living. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. A U L A. Yeah. Yeah, so, we'll definitely include everything yeah, at the bottom. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been really great to, uh, I hope it's been useful for the audience and um, I look forward to meeting meeting your group as well sometime. I need to come on and have a look. <laughs> and thanks, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing your stories today. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Automator series as much as I enjoyed having it. And there are two things I want you to do now. I want you firstly to follow me on YouTube get that subscription in because you're going to see all the new episodes popping up in that case and you can stay on top of the series and the second thing is I want you to reach out to me if uh, anything we discussed on the episode today resonated with you in regards to potentially taking a jump into an online spiritual coaching business or you really have a business and you're wanting to grow that out and you're feeling like you could be impacting a lot more lives but you don't quite have the time right now you don't quite have the freedom you wanted and you don't quite have those systems in place, I want you to reach out to me. It's a no pressure, no strings attached. Send me a message on Facebook, LinkedIn, email, whatever you prefer. And we can just have a conversation and a bit of a back and forth in regards to where you're at, what you're looking for, and how I might be able to help you impact more lives with what you're doing.